Welcome to Holy Trinity Deep Dive. I'm Abby, and in this podcast, we will be talking about Trash of the Counts family, Aeschylus that I raised, and Ominescent Reader's Viewpoint. This episode, I will be analyzing chapter 1 to 40 of Ominescent Reader. He got sent to the front lines for military service, and then he got this book. And it's just so amazing to see, because the leader, every time, it's like, huh, if you don't do this, everyone's going to see you as a villain. And he just does not care. He's like, I'm just here to survive. I do not care. I mean, like, I'd like to save people, but my companions in my life is my priority. So that was a really, like, that defined his character a lot. But this is also when Jung Hyun's attribute, Judge of Destruction, was revealed. And she really becomes loyal to Dokja. Because in the beginning, after he'd rescued her, when he said to do these random things that didn't make sense because he knows the future, she was like, why should I listen to you? But after this moment, she's loyal to him. She pretty much says, I will be your sword. But yeah, it's pretty much a massacre with everyone trying to kill everyone. But after that, Kim Dokja, Senga, Yi Hyung-sung, Yi Gil-yung, and Jung Hee-won, they head to Chungmuro Station. The reason they are heading to the Chungmuro Station is because that is where Yu Jung-yo is currently located. Yu Jung-yo goes to Chungmuro Station after dropping Kim Dokja into the ichthyosaur's mouth and stopping at Gyeongho Station. Though he leaves Gyeongho Station before Kim Dokja arrives. So when they're on the way there, they have to cross the tunnel and meet the survivors in the first main base. They fight many monsters such as the ground rats again. And then Kim Dokjo once again does something really unexpected. He takes a detour to go out and destroy the Yung Jung Sam Yung Dong statue. Because he revealed that he knew some statues, when the power is sealed in a certain way, you can break it to get something out of it. So that's what he got. He was able to get the Sam Yung Dong's beads and straw mat. And it turns out, once again, he was thinking ahead, and a sub-snare comes up called Welcome Prison. Escape from Welcome Prison within the time.
The welcome prison is a area that leads to madness by unearthing a person's trauma. Kim Dokja isn't affected by it because of his skill, the fourth wall, but his companions are, which is why he gave them the beads and the straw mats that had the skills to help them. After he was able to escape, it wasn't that hard to kill the specters, and he got a specter stone, which he will use in the future for one of his other plans. And this is where you really get to see the character's trauma and how deeply their past affects their future. Then shortly after that, they meet Iji Hei, which is Yu Jongyo's disciple. Soon after that, they meet the landlord Gong Pildu, who was once one of the world's main villains as a member of the Ten Evils in Ways of Survival. While Iji Hei leaves to go find Yu Jongyo because Kim Dokju claimed to be his companion. Kim Dokja and Gong Pildu get into a disagreement because Pildu threatens Yi Gilyong for accidentally trespassing on his land. This is another case scenario where Kim Dokja shows how quick-witted and intelligent he is because he's able to bargain with Gong Pildu and stall. Though before Yu Jongyo shows up, Gong Pildu loses his patience because he is annoyed by Kim Dokja's attitude and attacks. Kim Dokja's companions defend him. Then when Yu Jongnyu finally gets there, everyone stops what they're doing out of fear. Everyone is scared of him because earlier he had gone through the station and killed all the monsters and just disappeared. After they get away from Gong Pildu, when Kim Dokja and Yu Jongnyu are talking, Kim Jokja reads Yu Jongyo's mind while arguing with him for a bit. This interaction is one of their longest encounters where Yu Jongyo gets a better feel for Kim Dokja's character. This scene is really funny because the whole time Kim Dokja is just reading Yu Jongyo's mind and Yu Jongyo is contemplating whether or not he should kill him and wondering how he survived the ichthyosaur. And then Kim Dokja sits there listening, giving him the side eye while thinking, you psychopath, and trying to distract Yu Jongyo so he doesn't kill him. And then soon after this conversation, Yu Jongyo goes off to a hidden scenario, which is actually a dungeon. And then they learn that the third main scenario has to do with these green rooms that Gong Pildu controls. But the third main scenario is called Green Zone, and it's day three when they arrive. The objective of the scenarios is to occupy the green zone in the station and survive the monsters that emerge every night at midnight. The scenario will last seven days. Since they got there three days in, there's only four days left. Kim Dokja and his companions Yi Hyung-sung, Yu Seng-a, Jang Hee-won, and Yi Gil-young try to find a green room that will protect them from the incoming monsters, but none of them are available. Everyone soon begins to fight and kill each other because there is no one strong person to keep order, 
and Yu Jong-yeol doesn't really care about humanity anymore because of his regressions. So everyone's trying to fight each other to get these hidden rooms that will protect them. But since Kim Dokja read Ways of Survival, he knows about the hidden green rooms and sends Yi Hyung-sung, Yu Sang-a, and Jang Hee-won to one that can occupy three people. And then he heads to a green room for two people with Yi Gil-young. But when Kim Dokja gets to the green room, he sees a figure already there. It's Yu Jong-yo. He's occupying it, even though he's strong enough to fight the monsters alone and survive. Kim Dokja hands Yi Gil-young to Yu Jong-yo and bites into the specter stone while fighting the monsters. Kim Dokja had previously gotten the specter stone from the subscenario Welcome Prison. Kim Dokja becomes a ghost-like being, and the fourth wall becomes weakened because of the state he is in. Because of that, he has to relive his drama. While reading this, I liked how the author showed that no matter how much power you have, or how long ago something was, you can never completely escape from your past. It was nice to see how a fictional book can pertain to reality. Kim Dokja also meets Anna Croft while in the ghost-like state. Anna Croft is a prophet. She is the reason Yu Jong-yo doesn't like Kim Dokja because Yu Jong-yo believes Kim Dokja to be a prophet and Anna Croft had betrayed him in his previous regression. When Kim Dokja finally regains consciousness, E. Gilliung is clinging to him because E. Gilliung had seen what he thought was Kim Dokja's death. E. Gilliung becomes very attached to Kim Dokja after this, and I really love the father-son relationship Kim Dokja has with him. This is when Yoo Jung-yo finally agrees to Kim Dokja's proclamation of being companions because Yoo Jung-yo now sees how useful Kim Dokja could be. After this, Kim Dokja comes up with another outlandish plan, and the outcome of his plan is really funny because Gong Pildu gets his karma. But Kim Dokja's plan is to drag out the landowner, which is Gong Pildu, and change the owner of Chungmuro Station. To do this, Kim Dokja helps Yi Hyung-sung evolve his attribute, since in the novel that happens at Gyumho Station. Instead, since Kim Dokja saved Jung Hee-won, it is her attribute that evolves there and Yi Hyung-sung didn't get that chance. So, Kim Dokja collaborates with Yi Ji-hae to destroy Gong Pildu's group. Even going as far as to bring up Yi Ji-hae's friend that she had to kill to guilt trip her into helping him destroy Gong Pildu's group. I was pretty shocked when he said this, because while he's normally cunning, he's never gone that far, especially with the characters of his beloved novel. He then sends Yu Sang-a, Jang Hee-won, Yi Gil-young, and Yi Ji-hae to destroy the green rooms while he confronts Gong Piltu's group with Yi Hyung-sung. And then Kim Dokja has a deep talk with Yi Hyung-sung 
about their past where Yi Hyung-sung finally reveals that like, his past in the army wasn't too bright and that pretty much anyone who belongs in the army doesn't belong anywhere else. Then Yi Hyung-sung says something that really surprises Kim Dolce. He says that, I would like to learn your story, and Kim Dolce is not used to that since his name means reader, so he's always just used to being on the outside. But after Kim Dolce raises his stats with coins, he and Yi Hyung-sung attack the Landlord's Alliance, and it's about 31 men. They attack him. And then during that, Yi Hyung-sung managed to evolve and gain the stigma Great Mountain Smash, which when coming to physical one-hit abilities is the strongest there is. And then Yi Hyung-sung uses it to break Gong Pildu's private land, which takes his power. And that was ultimately Kim Dokta's plan. He wanted to take Gong Pildu's power so that he could force him to do what he wanted to do. Because of this, the constellations in Gong Pildu's channel issue a sub-scenario, Assassination Commission. The constellations of channel number BIR3642 have requested to kill a certain person. Please kill Kim Dokja of Chungro Station. Because of this, Kim Dokja has to avoid being attacked by other incarnations so he can survive. Then after all the green zones in the region are destroyed and the monsters that are going to be created run wild, Everyone had to survive against them for the remaining time. So the third main scenario is changed to emergency defense. And it lasts eight hours instead of the original seven days. This was Gimdokta's plan from the beginning to break all the green zones and force everyone to face the monsters together so everyone can survive or more people can survive. But he forces them to face the monsters by trapping everyone in the transfer route and breaking all the stairs leading to it. He then uses his bookmark skill of Kim Namu to speak to Gong Pildu. This is another example of his character. Like He doesn't really believe in himself to be able to do things, so he has to almost pretend to be other people to be successful. After they're able to convince everyone trapped in the transfer route to fight together,
Gong Pildu then uses Arm Zone Level 4 to defend the people. When this happens, Kim Dokju's Dokubi Pyong's channel expands because everyone's interested in Kim Dokju's thought process. Kim Dokju also signed a contract with Gong Pildu's constellation called Defense Master. Gong Pildu's constellation does this because they want Gong Pildu to survive. And since Gong Pildu's constellation is asking for help, Kim Dokja's able to deduce that that means they've ran out of money. And since no one is willing to help, if Gong Pildu dies, the Defense Master won't be able to get another incarnation and will as a result be forgotten and disappear. This is why it's so important for constellations to have incarnations because without a way to be remembered, they are forgotten and their existence is erased. So Kim Dokja signs a Gap and Ul contract with the Defense Master. Kim Dokja is the Gap and Gong Pildu is the Ul. So Kim Dokja is the one in power and Gong Pildu is like the subordinate. And because of that contract, he can tell Gong Pildu what to do 10 times a day. Before Kim Dokja goes to save Yu Jongyo from the hidden dungeon, he tells the companions he left behind to give Gong Pildu magic recovery potions every 40 minutes. Kim Dokja also says that Yu Jongyo is on the sunfish route. He's saying that based on the game Survive Molo Mola, where you have to make a sunfish survive trouble in the sea. But the sunfish gets startled and dies because of almost everything. So after he leaves Gong Pildu, Jung Ki Won, Kim Dokja, Yi Ji He, and Yi Gilyoung head to the Hidden Scenario Theater Dungeon to defeat the Master of the Theater Dungeon. They hear about the prophets from people who had been in there before. Apparently these people had heard of the dungeon because of the prophets, which makes me wonder if the prophets know the future too, because why else would they know where a hidden dungeon is? In the Hidden Scenario Theater Dungeon, you get sucked into movies and you have to make an ending the theater master will like. They go to a Jurassic Park type movie and after defeating the T-Rex and getting an ending the theater master approves of, they decide to split their rewards by playing rock, paper, scissors. And since Kim Dokja can read minds with certain stipulations, he's able to read E. Jeha's mind and make sure that she doesn't get anything. Kim Dokja does this because he knows Ijeha has Yu Jongyo to sponsor her and give her things. So he was thinking, I'm going to keep everything for my companions. But Kim Dokja also obtains Tyrant T-Rex DNA ampule, which will increase all stats by 10 for 30 minutes. In the next movie, they get new weapons as a reward and Ijeha tries to get the hammer for the god of lightning and it's really funny to see her reaction when she can't pick it up but Yigilyung can lift it. In the next movie we also learn that Ijeha's sponsor constellation was friends with her ancestor. So the reason why her constellation picked her even though she gets seasick is because she's the descendant of his closest confidant. I really like the way they connected history with the books and it's not just random people in the story. 
like the way Yoo Jong-yo is a gamer before all of this starts, before the apocalypse starts, and then he's really good at surviving a game-like world. While in this movie, where they're on the sea, we learn that it's the favorite movie of Ijeha's dead friend that she had to kill to survive. So her constellation, which we learn is the maritime war god, puts a bounty scenario called those who seek life shall die and those who seek death will live. The maritime war god is asking for help. Encourage Ijeha, incarnation of Duke of Loyalty and Warfare, and win the battle of Myung Na Yang. Kim Jokja helps her overcome her trauma and convince her she deserves to live. After Ijeha overcomes her trauma and uses her attribute to win the battle, they finally meet Yu Jung Yo. And Kim Dokja smacks him on the head like he promised he would, but he doesn't respond. This is the end of episode 1 of my analysis of chapter 1 to 40 of Ominescent Reader. I think something bad happened to Yu Jung Yo because Kim Dokja stated in previous chapters that Yu Jung Yo had died in the hidden dungeon before. But I'm also interested to see what Gong Pildu's reaction will be to learning about this contract because he still doesn't know what's going on. But that's it for this episode. Next episode, I'll be analyzing more chapters of Ominous and Reader.